where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Buy our anniversary edition and get access to the blooper reel. Where exactly would this anniversary edition be available? Uh, I'm not entirely certain. Um, if you want to fi actually figure that out, uh, you know, we could, but I don't think we will. Also, the blooper reel would largely be, you know, one or both of us saying a word and then immediately going back and saying the word, but correctly this time. Yeah, we uh, we usually keep most things that people might cut out as bloopers in. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's just the nature okay. of podcasting as a medium. But uh, yeah, our anniversary is kind of coming up. It depends how you define it, you know? An anniversary is always coming up or has recently passed. And as soon as you get to the half year, then, you know, then it switches. Yeah. But, you know, technically we'll get to episode 104 and that will be two years, right? Exactly. We didn't have a first anniversary edition. So, you know, we could start selling a first anniversary edition on the second anniversary. Oh, yeah. That's vintage now. <laughs> vintage. <laughs> I'm using the word vintage. Um, yeah. Okay. Hi everyone. My name is Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source, and I make hot chocolate that's like one third cream. That's a lot of cream for hot chocolate. Um, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame, and. I, I don't really drink hot chocolate, you know? I do enjoy it, I just don't ever make it. Well, I mean, it's are, are you talking about like proper hot chocolate or just ch hot chocolate powder? I don't make either, but I only drink the proper stuff, so... Oh, I just drink the crap that's powdered, but then I add cream to it to make it palatable. Ah, I see, I see. That yeah. makes sense, because the powder is kind of... Gross. Yeah. Well, actually, it's the... I don't like expensive chocolate, so the more expensive the powder is, the grosser I find it. Wow. Okay. I don't like dark chocolate. I don't... You know, my favorite kind of chocolate is white chocolate, but it doesn't have any chocolate in it. <laughs> yeah. Googled white chocolate if you don't understand why it's not chocolate. I'm fairly certain that it's like 90% sugar and cream. It has the, the butter, but not the solids or something, something. Anyways, moving on. This week uh, is my idea. And I'm going to go real basic here. And imagine a world where magic and like vitality are kind of manifestations of the same thing in someone's body so that it's like a world where the distribution of your magic versus your physical abilities is like the total amount is like set but there are like people who basically have no magic but like crazy superhero like physical abilities 
and then there are people who are like bed bound but are crazy mages and then there's like people who are like more normal and like half half i see i see so if you're dying of a wasting disease you're getting more magically powerful no, it's not like the distribution is like inborn. So like exercising to make yourself stronger doesn't make your magic weaker. Uh, smoking to give yourself cancer doesn't make your magic stronger. <laughs> Unfortunate, you know, we want exploits in our systems. <laughs> it's just that, you know, um, there's just like people who are like so weak, but so magically strong that they use like magic to move their limbs rather than... So if your mother was smoking while you were a kid, does that, not while you were a kid, while you were in the womb, does that make your magic stronger? That's a good question, but I don't really want a dystopia where everyone poisons (laughs) their babies in utero, (laughs) so let's say no. (laughs) Well, you know, there was an immediate, obvious, disturbing implication. We had to get that out of the way. Yeah, let's just say... If you are the type that is just overflowing with physical vitality, even if your mother smoked while you were in utero, you would grow up like completely fine and physically very impressive and have no bad. Like the the vitality was already there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Hashtag anti-dystopia. <laughs> I mean, it's a minor anti-dystopia measure. I can get there by other means. You want me to try? I'll, well, I mean, we could we can play that game for the rest of the episode. <laughs> but, it's a game I'm very good at. Well, okay. Email us if you want us to do an episode where Atheo tries to make a dystopia and I try to, to make a not dystopia and we see who, who wins. Honestly, I would be interested if, uh, if people were interested in that. Uh, but moving on. Um, okay. So sort of first thing to get out of the way is does this magic take a long time to manifest or like specific materials? Like what is the balance of like magical ability to physical ability, right? So like will mages take long enough that they wouldn't be able to f- actually fight somebody with improved physicality? Like, what are we looking at here? No. The the mages are that have, like, no physical strength have horrifying magical powers. Well, yeah, obviously, but... That, that are fast enough to certainly fight somebody who has no magic at all. What I'm saying is, they can certainly fight them, but I'm saying, would they be likely to win, or is it kind of more of a coin toss? I think they'd be likely to win. Like, so it would be like they could just say, like, let's just elevate every human within 10 kilometers of me into the air. <laughs> like, they could do that. Um, I mean, to a point, yes. And I will absolutely grant that that's an ability that you could have. But I also don't really think that just because all you have is your physical strength, if it gets to a certain level, the implications of that get kind of stupid. Yeah, but I would say that if somebody who had no magical powers and somebody who only had magical powers fought, there'd be a lot of collateral damage, and then after a couple hours, they would just have to, like, say, call it a draw. (laughs) (laughs) 
like it I was see. just yeah they're all monsters at both ends of the spectrum but you know it's not bad to be well balanced either okay just have to be more flexible and strategic but you got more options <laughs> yeah because you can you know reasonably move around instead of being wheelchair bound <laughs> yeah but also throw fireballs exactly yeah so yeah you know you can both dodge and throw a fireball instead of just being able to really dodge it or throw a really big fireball yeah like i do like to focus on hilariously unbalanced characters but that's just that's just because i like to put self-inserts you know it's not because there's anything wrong with being a well-balanced individual i just don't know what that experience is (laughs) <laughs> and then the other question is sort of like, what does it look like when somebody's not 100% devoted to one side or the other, but like 90% devoted? Like if they're 90% physical, what sort of magic do they have access to, right? Like, can they... Probably self-buffs and, and with limited range or maybe touch range magic. Uh... Touch range, but like instant ignition is still kind of incredible. Yeah, it's like stuff that is, they wouldn't be able to do large scale instant damage with magic, but it's still like useful. And and honestly, it's probably like the 90%, 10% that are a bit better than truly 100% zero, you know, in terms of min-maxing. Well, yeah, because it turns out that having a small magical barrier around you that prevents you from being affected by wide area magic is a lot more effective uh, when somebody says lift everybody within 10 kilometers. Yeah, but uh, it's probably pretty rare to be that extreme. You know, normal Are you saying curve. they're on we'll a make... bell curve? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? So... Maybe even that version of the bell curve that's like even crazier, like toward the center... I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a second bell curve that is like the distribution is even more tightly packed. Oh, I don't know. I'm not good at statistics. I have some acknowledgement of statistics, but I'm not focused. All I, all I can do is parrot what a P value means. Everybody needs to know what a p-value means. Come on. But most people think it's the probability that the outcome is true, which is, like, obviously not what it is. Okay, let's not get into a statistics rant right now. Um. Exactly. All right, so we have sort of a a main world. Um, I guess my last question is, what tone are we going to go for here? Like, is humanity constantly on the brink or are people mostly doing all right and the greatest enemy is humanity itself uh we have a reasonably orderly society that uh isn't actively getting destroyed on a daily basis by crazy individuals um you know maybe there are monsters that also have this split (laughs) okay and need to maybe they're not really maybe they're just like animals 
Except they also have these powers, so now they're monsters. I do think that it would be very funny if, like, this was a world in which dragons were, like... I mean, they're a threat, but they're not, like, the biggest threat because they're evenly balanced as far as magic and physical strength goes. It's like, hey, yeah, that's a dragon. That's fine. Versus, like, oh, that is a magical slime. Everybody run for your lives. Yeah. You know, like, the most... Like sloths, man. You don't you don't mess with sloths. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe maybe like the other species, their mean distribution is not fifty fifty. It's kinda it tends to skew to one side or another side, so you get like species tendencies. That makes Whereas sense. humans are their classic generic, you know, well balanced. Generic fantasy race, TM. Yeah. So, you know, dragons, 50-50, sloths, you know, they're like 70, 70 magic, uh, <laughs> slugs, 80 magic. <laughs> Slimes, the true terrors of the, of the world, 90 magic. <laughs> and then, you know, you got like, like cheetahs that can hit Mach 5. Um, <laughs> oh, like very normal uh, things, got it. Yeah, and uh, you know horses probably sixty percent physical, forty percent magic, except unicorns, this odd variant of horse that's ninety percent magic. It's just actually they just call that unicorn, you know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um. So we've got like a like a general humanity in the world that you've described would not necessarily be doing great. <laughs> they wouldn't be doing terrible, but, like, they kind of would have to cluster up in cities and make sure that they're not getting attacked by any Mach 5 predators most of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's not that, like, the cheetah's trying to run at Mach 5 into your city and, and hit the wall. Like, that That would hurt. Yeah, I'm like... more talking about travel between cities. That's oh, kind of the issue that needs to be extremely heavily guarded. Yeah. Or you can just teleport, you know. I mean, to a point, yeah, but it depends on, like, what you decide to allow your magic to do. I mean, honestly, I would say you, you better watch out if we have any flying, like, transportation. Because any passing falcon could just pop that bubble. Um <laughs> Well, you magically reinforce the bubble, but yes. But that's not gonna help you against like a f like a f top speed falcon dive. Like your air thing will be destroyed. Okay, if if you reinforced it enough that it could take that damage, it'd be too heavy to fly. <laughs> that's why instead of reinforcing it, you just make it um, permeable by orthomatter. Or yeah, you make it like semi intangible so the falcon can fly through i don't know that's exactly you, you what gotta, i just said you know you oh. let normal matter just pass through it make it intangible yeah but you gotta watch out for the magical falcons um also known as <laughs> most falcons but like usually they don't use it right now i want to come up with like an explanation for all of the words that we use that are like mythical creatures it's like actually that a phoenix is just like a falcon on fire like <laughs> i see 
It's a falcon that has decided that fire is the way that magic is going to work. You know, a dragon is just a lizard that, like, decided it wanted to fly. And also breathe fire. Usually the breathing fire came second. Yeah. Not always. You know? And, uh, yeah, the unicorn we've already established. It's just a horse that has so much magic that it decided to give itself a method of attack with the horn. Yeah. Anyways, we could do this all day, but um, we really could. I don't know. <laughs> okay. World building. Woo. Um, main characters in a primary conflict. So, this world seems extraordinarily dangerous if you're not sitting down in one place. So, it would probably be best if we choose somebody who's not sitting down in one place. Okay. I always like horribly unbalanced individuals. Um. Let's go with, I assume, someone who's 90% physical, because I assume if you're 90% magical, you will be sitting in one place a lot. Um, (laughs) Well, you'd get tired easily, but you wouldn't necessarily have to sit in one place exactly. Yeah, I mean, you would sit in a wheelchair and then use magic to wheel it around. (laughs) I mean, it kind of depends. Like, how expensive is telekinesis, right? Not very. So, could you instead, like, put yourself in a, essentially a mech suit and use that? I guess, but, like, I feel like it would be a hassle, not in terms of magic expenditure, but in the intricacy of moving your mech limbs. Well, I mean, you know, we are making main characters here. They do get to be special. Yeah, but is there a benefit to wearing a mech suit? Well, you get to be a highly magical, specialized person who can be close enough to the front lines that you're not paying the distance premium. Yeah, but, like, why not just fly around? Um, well, I mean, then you're just fully giving up armor, which is an option. Well, you could just have, like, a bubble around you. But then you're fully depending on on your magic and, like... Not just fully depending on your magic, right? Because you're even if you're doing the telekinesis on, like, armor, you're fully depending on your magic, right? But if you just do a bubble, then you're depending uh, not just on your magic being strong enough, but on you knowing the right way to build the bubble to counter whatever you're going up against. Well, I mean, it could be an armored mech bubble. <laughs> I see. Let's not do a mech suit. I'm just saying you Get yourself just... a hamster ball. Yeah, a hamster ball of, that you roll through life in. <laughs> I would. It sounds more comfortable than having to control all the limbs of a mech suit. Well, you don't have to control the limbs most of the time. Like, you could put a nice recliner chair in there. It'd be all comfy. You have snacks. Like... <laughs> I feel like you're adding extra weight that makes things much more difficult for very little benefit. Well, well, I mean, I'm just saying, it depends on how much... If you've got magic to spare, I would put in a few comfortable amenities. I'd put in, like, one or two, but I think my definition of comfortable amenities is a little bit different than yours. Well, yeah, I like to have, you know, five pillows at all times. Gotta worry about, you know... Comfort and warmth. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> and come on, like, it would totally, like, confuse your enemies. You're just kind of lying in a bed made out of pillows and blankets while blasting them with... <laughs> but, I mean, this 
on a societal level, it absolutely wouldn't confuse them because they'd be like, ah, yes, one of the lazy super mages. Yeah, but nobody says it to their face. <laughs> so they all have a mild disdain for these people with way too much power and not nearly enough to do with it, and then they just don't ever talk about it? Well, I mean, they do talk about it, but they just don't call them lazy to their face. I see, I see. Because you gotta suck up to the powers. <laughs> or, you know, like, sweet-talk them into doing you favors. Mmm, this is not the kind of world that I enjoy. <laughs> well, you know. Maybe there's, yeah, maybe there's some bias. Maybe, like, everybody thinks that mages are lazy. But actually, they're really, really weak. And you would lie around all day if you felt that tired when you moved, too. <laughs> I don't think I would, but that may have more to do with my own insanity than uh, no, it's, anything No, check your privilege, with. okay? Some people have mobility issues and chronic fatigue and wasting disease. Yeah, I'm not, like, saying that you absolutely couldn't, right? It's just that extremely tired all the time to, and having difficulty moving. I'm just saying that, you know, that wouldn't necessarily stop me. It might slow me down a little. Anyways. But that's because I make bad decisions, Eunice. Also, it's a matter of degree. That's also true. Okay, if you really couldn't get out of bed, you wouldn't be able to get out of bed no matter If you physically you can't get out of bed, that's an entirely different issue. Yeah, well, maybe some... Well, some of these people actually can't get out of bed. That's for sure. But it's rare. It's rare. This world just seems fundamentally uncomfortable to live in. Well, I mean, I would. It's only only for the individuals on the extreme side, which who are rare, but we focus on because they're interesting. <laughs> All right. So, what do they need to do? I guess is the it's the primary question, right? Um. Maybe there are periodic upheaval events that wildly flux I don't know that make the monsters periodically get more active or maybe there are periodic portal events uh, nobody really knows what's up with the portal events they're just called portal events because occasionally a massive group of monsters not native to the area show up and sometimes they become native and usually that's a problem for whoever's nearby yeah maybe there's like animals and then there's like creatures that were like okay these are monsters because they don't appear to reproduce biologically they kind of spawn <laughs> maybe we have demons maybe we'll call them demons because they spawn <laughs> i see and they're based on animals vaguely but they're kind of wonky now, are we talking wonky uh, deep sea, or are we talking wonky space, or are we talking wonky, um, like, fire as a general theme? You know, because those are your sort of base categories of horror. I was thinking of, like, just they don't seem to appear to obey the laws of physics or biology that well, mm, and, and they see. don't really adhere to our understanding of how magic and physicality merge together. Yeah, usually that's the space theme. 
and then they're they don't have a lot of like self-preservation instinct they're more like indiscriminately likes to kill things and not even really to eat them just kill things and they don't they're not afraid of dying they're just like ugh really like you can't negotiate with them and they're just kind of they're a hassle cuz they you know you got to just kill them there's no ah, yes, other the kind of monster that just makes me sad yeah like, ah, you didn't really have a choice in this life, but also you kind of need to be put down. And that kind of sucks. But, like, you know, don't worry about it. They don't, they're probably not really, like, sentient. They're definitely sentient. They probably aren't sapient. Well, I mean, they could, anyways, I don't know. They're, like, there's something off about them. That's true, and fair enough, uh... I don't know. Alien just doesn't always, in my head, uh, just because something's alien doesn't make it, you know, not worthy of respect in my head. So it's kind of, it's kind of just like, ah, you're, you're different, and unfortunately, you're kind of different that's a problem in a way that we don't really have a way to counteract. So... Well, I mean, you know, it would, like, if you think about it, like, it, as if the world were being invaded by evil robots, like... But evil robots are specifically like a construction that have a set of instructions that aren't intentionally placed by a... Yeah. Well, maybe that's what these monsters are. Hmm, I see. So they That's why they're much... all built funny, because somebody mushed up some parts and it didn't go well. That would also make them very easy to trick. Yeah, certainly. You could lure them into traps all day long. All right, okay. Um, do we want to discuss who's putting the monsters there, or are we just going to pretend like that's not something to worry about? You know, evil dude. <laughs> I see, generic fantasy villain, number 37. Who does illegal uh, experimentation that would not pass an ethics board. Does this count as experimentation? He just appears to be doing a lot of it. Those are the failed experiments. That is even worse, because that means there are some that are successful, and... Yes. <laughs> where do they find the time? What time? To do all these failed experiments. Well, like, evil dude's immortal because the experiments have allowed them to steal vitality. From their own experiments? Yeah. So they're capturing animals, mushing them together. The ones of them that are successful, they... Keep? Release? Pl well, I mean, I think it's mostly been failures. Like, successes are very, very rare. But also immortal, so there's gotta be some at least. Yeah. But probably, this, maybe this story is about their creatures breaking away from their control. Their successes. I see. Because they're people too. <laughs> One group of experiments that, uh, you know... Essentially, there's the group of experiments where he, where they've had a success of um, one creature of whatever type that they're trying to make, but they don't yet have a breeding pair, so they can't be released into the wild. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think it, maybe it, this whole thing was just a quest for immortality, but then after that, it became... Maybe the... The quest continues as the, as the goal has succeeded. Yeah. Look, I don't know what else to do with my life. 
Well, maybe the evil dude's not like immortal immortal as in like they have to continue stealing vitality from creatures to keep adding years to their life but it's not actually like their body regenerates infinitely i see so they have to keep, keep doing this they don't really appear to be bothered by the um continued addition of more of these monsters either addition well, I'm assuming that they make new types instead of just, you know, sticking to the classics. Yeah, like they're trying to perfect a creature that is immortal without stealing other vitality. So then they can change that into their own body. Or oh, something I see, I see. Yeah, so they're constantly reiterating. So then like these monsters are getting stronger over time and it's creeping everyone out. Much harder to kill. Yeah, and they regenerate like crazy. Okay, okay. And our... Honestly, I would assume that we have like a main squad who's on a quest to deal with the problem somehow. You know, you got the people who are just like exterminating the monsters, and then you got the ones who are like, what is happening? Like, look, we've got a bunch of squads that are searching for these monsters and killing them and dealing with the problem. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to find where the heck they're coming from and put a stop to it. You know, maybe there's, like, a researcher who's, like, super into, like, classifying these monsters. And, like, everyone thinks they're a crazy conspiracy theorist because they're like, These creatures are intelligently designed! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by a madman if anything you're correct <laughs> and then everyone's like you had a little bit too much to drink let's calm down here it was like no i'm not drunk <laughs> i swear i've only had two drinks and then eventually they find evil dudes and then it's like i told you so i told you so <laughs> Remember, everybody, when I told you that this was exactly the case? Anyway, that's a huge problem. We need to deal with it. And then from that one, it's like, remember that time I told you so? (laughs) (laughs) That is the sort of thing you get to hold over people for a lifetime. Forever. Forever. (laughs) And even, uh, I would, like, put it on my tombstone. I told you so. (laughs) Okay. Eunice lived 1992. I don't think it was 1990. I'm just giving a random number. To uh, to 2040. I told you so. Excuse me? You want me to die in 2040? No. No. I was just giving wow. a, a relatively close, you know, year. Wow. I'm not going to die that young, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We all think. That's just how that works. Uh, You heard it here first on the podcast, everybody. Eunice is dying in 2040. Well, if that happens, then you can say I told you so. Honestly, I hope I won't be, but you know... (laughs) Numbers are hard, okay? I didn't realize that it was actually relatively soon. In 20 years? Yeah. (laughs) 20 years is a lifetime away. No, no, it's not. (laughs) You need to uh, revise your estimate of what a lifetime is. Hmm, I see, I see. Okay. Anyways, back to evil dude. 
Um, immortality. Turns out, immortality's fine. Uh, creating a bunch of monstrosities that kill people to get it, not fine. Maybe Evil Dude has succeeded in making an immortal magical being. And uh, is like, I wish I'll take over the world and then steal my minion's life for myself. But you know, that being is a real person with thoughts and feelings and goals that don't involve being consumed by somebody else for power and immortality. And Usually, uh, most things' goals would not include being consumed for power and vitality. You know, and the story involves them going from obedient killing machine to individual with thoughts and feelings and aspirations and, you know, the understanding that life doesn't have to be this way. And still a killing machine. It doesn't stop being that just because it, you know, has developed its own thoughts and feelings. It's it's like a kill when I choose, not like default kill, you know. I see, I see. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, not kill. Because, you know, there are fun things and, and friends and stuff that you shouldn't kill. Excuse me, I only murder by choice. Yeah. And then, you know... Our other characters gotta be friends with the murder hobo and make them not murdery and not a hobo. <laughs> Is this an epilogue or a book two? Um, I, you, you can make this into a very long story because like book one could just be, you know, battles and excitement and then book two is like, oh wait, there's something else going on. Book three is like, I told you so. We're not writing a web novel. We don't need to pad everything out by 30 chapters. Uh, and then and then make friends with crazy evil dude. Not not evil dude. The, what do you call it? The creation. The creation dude. The created dude. That dude. And then, yeah, book four, you know. Was that book four or was that book, book five? <laughs> I've lost kill track. The, kill, kill the bad guy. Or, yeah, like, you could make it into one long, never-ending serial. Web serial. I think you could do this whole thing in one decently looking book. You could also do it in one book. You know, just skip the the mystery part a little bit. You wouldn't have to skip the mystery. You just would have to not do filler. I mean, jump to the mystery and then jump to solving the mystery. Don't do an entire book of fun battles to show off magic. You can do I the mystery and the fun battles, like, in the same chapter. Like... You know? Well, okay, but like, it can't be that fun if it's all squished. <laughs> you and I have very okay, I, different ideas just, of what can be done have... in a uh, hundred thousand words. Okay, like, or maybe we're just talking about vastly different chapter lengths. My chapters are three thousand words flat. <laughs> Max, actually. Mine are usually shorter than that, and yet I can still do multiple things in them, often at the same well, time. I mean, that's because you're not cramming it full of fluffy feelings, are you? There are fluffy <laughs> feelings chapters. Not many, I'll grant you, but they do exist. Yeah, but... And at the same time, I'm also doing mystery. Why can't the two go together? No, I'm just talking about in terms of word length, or word count. Story length. I think my word length is a little bit shorter than yours. That's true. I like to use unnecessarily long words. It's part of my training. And also, like, what's the point of having a vocabulary like this if you're never gonna use the words that you know? 
I only use big words when the big words are better than the little words. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes the big words are just more precise. Exactly. But I only use the big words when I need that precision. No, no. I love words for the sake of words. Um, Truly. I'm honest. Um, Okay. I think we have everything we need, right? Yeah. You know. We've got our main character who is either heavily invested in physicality or heavily invested in magic. Or both. And then you stick them in a squad of reasonable people and also the one crazy scientist. And then you stick them on an adventure where they're tracking down monsters in order to track down a uh, somebody doing unethical experiments in the wilds. Once you track them down, you prevent them from doing monstrous stuff. By making friends with their creation, don't forget. You and also killing friends. ones. Not the creations. Well, some of the creations. Some of the creations probably need to die because they're not really sentient or sapient in the traditional no, sense. No, but not the successful ones. The successful ones, yeah. Those are not. Not, not that you actually could kill them because they're actually 100% magic and 100% vitality because, you know, experiments. <laughs> mm. Successful experiments. <laughs> Worrying. So, so you know, we're saying, oh, we're, we're being nice because... But actually, you couldn't kill them even if you wanted to. So let's just pretend that we're being friends because we're good people and not because we have no other option. <laughs> I'm almost certain that you could kill them if you really needed to. Well, I mean, if you're willing to sacrifice a lot of dead people on your side, yeah, probably with a lot of effort, but... Or with a really good plan. Mm. Well, it depends on how many of these creations there are. <laughs> there's just one, okay. But if there's a hundred of them... I mean, mm. I feel like if there were a hundred of them, then our, then our uh, big bad here wouldn't particularly be able to be stopped. Well, I mean, I guess it's like... Maybe the ones they throw out are the ones that are like unbalanced or like the leftover parts, so they were gonna explode anyways or whatever. And then, but then they make stable ones, but it starts with like 50 50, and then they, they go like 60 60, then 70 70, and then there's like iterations. And there's only one that's like 100 100, but there's a lot of ones that are like stable and still like more powerful than any human. Uh, or something. Yeah, I mean, that would depend on their sapience level again, right? As long as you yeah. can make the most effective plan in order to deal with them and you have some space, you're probably fine. Probably. You know, yeah, you know. maybe a lot of them are, like, mashed up monsters or animals. and then, But the last one is the result of human experimentation and is just a human that's 100-100. <laughs> A human who was made from the recycled oh parts God. of other humans. But, but, like, around that time, a lot of humanoid monsters come out, and it really freaks everyone out. And they start, like, listening to the conspiracy theorist dude, who's not a conspiracy theorist because it's true. Technically, uh, it is still a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but, it, but it's true. They were right. They, they were so right. Exactly. Oh, I told you so, so hard. <laughs> All of you people needed to listen to me before. Yeah. All right. We have our story, I think. Wow. I came up with an interesting bad guy. 
<laughs> I don't know about interesting. <laughs> what? Oh, come on. I started with generic bad guy and ended up with humanoid. <laughs> That's still generic <laughs> bad guy. Just no longer number 37. He's instead number 28. Well, I mean, like the the you know closer immortality and all of that is generic, but the way that the immortality was pursued. You and, and I have read very different stories. If that doesn't spark off your generic bad guy senses, whatever. The void. I. It's a good idea. If they're not the focus generic... of the narrative, absolutely. If your if your villains are not the focus of the narrative, if they're generic. They can be generic, and that's not a problem. Yeah, but it's like generic enough that people will readily identify what's going on, and you know, no, okay, this is bad guy. We gotta, we gotta wish ill upon them. Exactly. <laughs> but not so generic that, like, well, I mean, the the mechanism is interesting enough that people will be like, oh. Mildly interesting twist on all of the fantasy stuff that I know about. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta be pretty generic to hook the the average reader, unfortunately. Or fortunately. I don't know. I'm pretty generic. What is the average reader? Anyways, uh... Or do we go by page read, or do we just count each person as a person? Because <laughs> wildly different answers. It really is. <laughs> Okay, but um, yeah, if you liked this idea, write it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you hated it, the email remains the same, but you know, we could do with or without your comments. We'll see. Um, <laughs> if you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. We'd appreciate it if you could like us, rate us, review us, share us with your friends and various, uh, you know, interested enemies. Uh, if you want us to do a dystopia versus anti-dystopia off, email us. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I, I actually kind of want to do that, you know? Give us some give us some starter ideas, too, for Eunice I to mean, pull from. I kind of want to do it, but I'm also afraid that I won't be able to undystopia it, and then we'll just have this sad, sad world that's really <laughs> messed up. Just because the world is sad doesn't mean our characters need to be. And on that okay. note, thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.